0: yo what's going on people episode 68 of off the Land fantasy football podcast is your boy eugene of course i got my other host with me ike what's going on man how you feeling
1: man the the, the draft came and went man a lot of uh, a lot of surprises a lot of intriguing uh, storylines a lot of takeaways but um you know it's it's really exciting for us now the real work begins actually the, the real work doesn't begin because if if you were actually paying attention you would have been working all, all up and through <laughs> the nfl draft but now but now like a lot of people are starting to you know to to you know rise and shine awake you know awaken from their slumbers mm-hmm. and get cracking on these uh get cracking on these best ball teams Get more cracking on these dynasty teams. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty exciting next about three or months or so. Yeah, with all the new information we got this from this past weekend.
0: Yeah, man, it was uh you know the draft a live stream that we did this whole weekend. I know you weren't able to get on because your internet was was hoeing you big time. <sighs> let's, let's, <laughs> let's
1: let's let's, let's, let's uh, keep the show going in a positive
0: because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to revisit. Yeah, but how I shitty mean,
1: my internet is.
0: Yeah. But we had a good time. Everybody enjoyed it. You know, it was a long grind. I know Adam and and Mike were on there every day grinding it out. Jay Rich and and, and Ray were on there a lot. I know I mixed in in there when I had time, not messing with the baby. Uh, We had Chase. We had Cody pop in. We had Scott pop in. They even had Nate Liz pop in. So, I mean, it was just a lot of people. Uh, Brandon popped in. JB popped in. So it was just, you know, pretty much almost everybody was got active. It was just a good time. Over a thousand people listening, watching the stream the first two days. So that, you know, awesome. that's awesome to see, you know, seeing where DDs came from when we did it last year to where we are now this year when we just did it. So, you know, hopefully even next year is even bigger and better, man. So uh, mm-hmm. you know, blessings for that. I know everybody enjoyed the draft itself, just you know, the the energy, the you know, the you know, the um uh, no, the the angst the 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 suspense with suspense, each pick. Yeah, the suspense with each pick, man. You didn't know what was gonna happen. I know people were ooing on when, when they saw you know, Houston trade back up to get that third pick, which I think was a little wild for them to do that. But they gave up the
1: 2024 20, first. We didn't think that that they would do Bro, that. But.
0: And it was theirs. It wasn't even the the uh I can't remember whose other pick that I think the Browns. It wasn't even the Browns 24 first, it was their own. So That's their own, yeah. <sighs> And just I, they better hope they don't suck next year. Or Arizona. Oh, mess- oh,
1: they will. They will certainly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Arizona can mess mess around and just go one one two. Man, it'd be crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're they're currently projected to have the number one overall pick, and then the the Houston Texans projected to be that 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 pick is projected to be the number two overall pick because they're going to be right picking right at the top of the draft again because they're both going to be crappy again. Yeah. Next year, so. Uh, have you
0: seen have you seen any of the mocks uh where they think one who's gonna go in one and two? I have not. Caleb won, obviously, because people have been going hard on Caleb, but they double back and go and go get the wide receiver, Marvin Harrison Jr. At, at number two. For Arizona? Yeah. That would be crazy.
1: That means they're gonna have to do something about that Kyler contract.
0: They gotta man. find somebody that's gonna be willing to uh to take it on and Arizona is just willing to take the dead cap that comes associated with it. So
1: it's going to be, it's, it'd be pretty, uh, it'd come full circle because how Kyler got drafted, number one, they already had, they already had drafted Josh Rosen. Uh, Now they didn't pay Josh Rosen because he was never any good, but yeah, uh, he he never even showed that he was any good. But wouldn't, wouldn't that be ironic?
0: The same way Kyler got drafted. Caleb, Caleb Williams will get drafted. Like, what's what's the saying? The streets say, "How you how you lose? I mean, how you keep them? How, how you, you lose keep? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How, <laughs> how you, how you get,
1: yeah? How you get them? is how you lose them. <laughs> yeah, that would be how you crazy. Get is how you lose them?
0: Yeah, that would be crazy. But you know, let's go ahead and get into the show. We wanted to talk about some of the after draft reactions. You know, some things that people that we think are biggest winners, biggest losers, risers, followers. You know, just our thoughts on how we saw the draft fit. Bell and the fantasy players that are associated with that. And then we're also going to hit on Best Ball Mania 4. You know, they dropped that on Saturday. So, you know, we got to get in and talk about some underdog for the, for the people listening.
1: We may or may not be doing a draft next week. Yeah. A, a Best mean, Ball Mania 4 draft. We may or may not. But, hey, we'll see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's go ahead and hit on some news real quick. I know we've seen a lot of players this past weekend. Got that fifth-year option picked up or not picked up. Um some of the notable ones the the ones that were like no brainers, you got like Joe Burrow, I know Tua was the one that were kind of juggling for a little while uh so it it could be a play for them to trade him next year if they if they look to you know, entertain those waters again. Justin herbert uh, of course, um even the lineman like Derek Brown, of course, uh Tristan Wirtz, of course, you saw Jerry Judy get picked up even though they had rumors of trading him um yeah. AJ Terrell corner for uh, Atlanta, of course, C.D. L- Lamb, of course, no question. Of course, Jay uh, J. Jets, you know, Justin Jefferson, of course, don't even need to say anything about that. Mm-hmm. Now, the one I am a little surprised about is the last name on this list was Brandon Ayuk. even though, you know, they got a lot of weapons there. He- he's a decent player, but, you know, some of these teams, you, you never know um, in terms of how they, they value the player we seen Mr. Shehan- shenanigans, how he had him in the doghouse uh, the year before, but he's kind of shaking that off. So, I mean, it's good to see him get picked up, but I was a little surprised that they picked up that option.
1: Well, it was, he had a career year, had over 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns. I mean, he was their most consistent receiver last year. I mean, he was yep. the most constant guy that was, you know, Debo Samuel was always hurt, uh, George Kittle was always hurt, and it was Brandon Ayuk that was basically the guy that, you know, kind of, Kind of, kind of stayed the course. So I mean, I, me personally, I'm not surprised. I mean, if you have a productive receiver, you know, he had a pretty good rookie year. You know, came on, uh, you know, the second half of the, you know, 2022. I'm sorry, 2021, um, and then you know, 2023 or 2022. Then he had a a much, you know, much better season overall. I mean, I think, I think it was relatively a no brainer for him uh, to get his option picked up. I mean, more so than Jerry Judy. I mean, he's been, yeah, he's been a better. He's been a better receiver to this point in his career than Jerry Judy. So, yeah. Um, if any, if anything, that was that one would be more surprising than Brandon Ayuk, at least for me.
0: All right. So, just a real quick, you want to hit on some notable names that weren't picked up? You got Chase Young, number two pick. You got Jeff Okuda, who was the number three pick. Yeah, Isaiah Simmons, who was I think the number seven or number nine pick that didn't yeah. get picked up. He was, he was the Maki- top ten
1: pick as well. Yeah,
0: Makai Beckton didn't get picked up. Jalen Rager didn't get picked up. I mean, that's a no-brainer. And then yeah, CH didn't get picked up. <laughs> C H didn't get picked up. That's also a no-brainer. Another no-brainer. <laughs> for me, it's just like you see some of these top defenders that went it inside the top ten. The one thing that for Chase and Jeff was that they've been hurt. Um, so availability haven't been really reliable. Isaiah Simmons, Arizona is probably just like, man, you're just not what we thought you were. It's a super athlete that can't really play football. So
1: Best ability is what?
0: Availability.
1: There it is. There it is. But oh. there was there was one more that was um, that we talked about with his name. You know, his uh, option potentially being picked up. But they went ahead and extended him. Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. They went ahead and extended him. Exact
0: quotations.
1: <laughs> in quotations. Right. They they basically met in the middle. You know, uh, they gave him an extension worth up to twenty two and a half million dollars. Thirteen million. Thirteen million, million fully guaranteed. Uh, he's so he's under contract with the Packers until 2024. So you're getting a, a starting quarterback for you know just over 20 million dollars, you know, for the next couple of seasons. I mean, that's that is not a bad bargain, and especially if he shows anything like if he shows that he's actually good. I mean, we've only seen him throw 86 career passes in the NFL so far. And so if he shows anything, um, and, you know, especially in Green Bay, actually, you know, made it a point to commit to him. And help him out in the draft, and which we'll talk about here and here, here shortly with our after draft reactions. But yeah, Jordan Love getting this quote unquote extension, uh, I think it was a good move on both sides.
0: Yeah, I think so too. It's a bargain at that too, and it get, buys you time to you know figure out what you want to do. Do you want to go draft a guy if your team really sucks, or go in free agency, or you know you get him, lock him up to a long term deal? So I think it works out for Green Bay more than Jordan Love himself. Uh, yeah. for sure, financially. So it makes sense. So, yep. after draft reactions, man, let's 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 go. Go ahead. What do you want to take? What's your takeaways, man?
1: Um, you know the the Eagles are just running circles around everybody. Um, mm-hmm. this is their world that we're just living in it. Howie uh, Roseman is just continuing continuing to to run a, to run a master class, right? I mean, with you know he's he got Jordan, he got uh, he got all he got he got Jalen Carter, he got Nolan he got Nolan Smith traded. Basically, uh, a, a a dynasty throwaway pick for DeAndre Swift, and in, in the la- basically in the last year of his contract, uh, they got you know another Georgia defender with Cali Ringo in the third round. Like they they they're just doing things the right way, and they're setting themselves up, and they're replenishing the talent that they lost from last year's Super Bowl roster, uh, especially on defense, because we know what the offense is, right? The you know Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith uh you know Dallas Goddard and now you add DeAndre Swift and then they sign Rashad Penny. Um so the the Eagles they're 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 huge huge winners coming out of this draft. Um and then also but on, on the flip side uh we want to talk about the C- the Seahawks. What are they doing drafting a running back in the second round again? Like what it, are they what are you doing? What are you it, doing?
0: It, it hurts for the the Kenneth Walker owners for sure. I know they're just like what the hell is going on here? But I mean, Charbonnet, he's a good he's a good running back. He has he has better three down tools than Kenneth Walker. Uh he pass protects a little bit better than Kenneth Walker. I mean, we've already seen the reports that he they're going to be fighting for the starting job. Worst case scenario, they're going to be splitting 50-50 and then you still got you know DJ Dow is just hovering around. They uh, they even uh, drafted Kenny McIntosh, who's another guy that can catch passes from the backfield. Who knows if he makes the team or not? But it's gonna be He's got all the running backs, man. Yeah, they got all backs. the running backs, man. Is they're gonna be slugging it out for sure. I know people just didn't want to see it. I didn't want to see it on the, the stack Sharp and side. I was hoping that he I was
1: look- hoping he went to somewhere where he can be a bell count. He can yep. be the number one, but at least yep. it, we know in Seattle, there's. A very, very small, very slim chance that he he can ever be an RB one uh, in fantasy um, for the Seahawks as long as Kenneth Walker's in that backfield. Now, the one thing, the one thing though that a lot of people overlooked about Kenneth Walker's rookie season is that it wasn't all that it was cracked up to be. You know, he had, you know, he had the explosive runs, he had the long touchdown runs, he had the big plays, but he was still dead last in success rate um, amongst all running backs last year, and that. You know, he basically he had a lot of um a, a lot of carries that didn't get back to the line of scrimmage or barely at the line of scrimmage. And so he was he was just more so an explosive rusher, and that would actually mask a lot of those yep. you know um rushing uh, uh, all that rushing efficiency that he didn't have.
0: Yeah. So that's I'd one thing to it.
1: keep in mind, but he's still a stud, he's still a really talented player, but um I, I guess that may have factored into some of the Seattle's thinking to draft another running back of the second round but we you know we as you know selfishly as you know selfish as, as we are you know from a fantasy football perspective we absolutely hate it but you know these front offices they 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 show you who they are every single year and you know we have to I mean we have to we have to believe them right um yeah. and, I, and and I know Pete Carroll came out and said that um you know he he likes Zach Charbonnet in the screen game or whatever they, whatever he said <laughs> yeah you know, Pete, you know, Pete, Pete Carroll Pete Carroll man like he he just he just says anything like he just says anything <laughs> like he's like uh you know he's you know I, I've heard this nickname thrown around about him like he he ca- call him PD Poppins he just thinks everything is <laughs> sunshine sunshine and rainbows everything's all positive this that and the other like come on like this is the same guy that said uh Chris Carson who's now retired was day-to-day with a neck injury mm-hmm. and Chris Carson never played another snap with that neck injury. So, I mean, that that just kind of goes to show you that you'd really have to just take what Pete Carroll says with a grain of salt until you see things play out on the field.
0: Yeah, bro. <laughs> you know how long I held Chris Carson on our roster with him kept saying he was uh, week to week? He's almost close. You know how long, how long people held on to him on your roster? Like, he was on my roster like week 15. Folks aren't day to day with neck injuries. Like it's a neck injury. <laughs> it's a
1: whole neck injury. How can you somebody be day to day, bro? Like just think about. It. But anyways, yeah, en- enough about Seattle. What what was your what what did what did you like about the draft? Or what did you what, what were some of your big takeaways?
0: Um, the Lions said F positional value and just go get your guy. That's basically what they did. Um Gibbs at twelve, I mean, shocked I had, everybody. Shocked, that was shocked the, the hell the out draft. of me. Shocked the hell out of me. Cause I didn't, I mean, we both put money that there was not gonna be another running back getting drafted in the first round outside Bijan. And he they ended that very quickly. So <laughs> killed that ticket. But um, yeah, they just said, F it, we're gonna go get the guy that we we trust. And they told you that Swift is not it. Gibbs is, so get your ass up out of here. That's basically what that was. Uh I like the Laporta pick. I mean, yeah, I it's was a lot of, it was a lot of it's a lot of mouths to feed there, but I like the Laporta pig. He's very athletic. He can definitely stretch out the middle of the field for with that offense with who they got out there. And, and then the they yeah, tight end, yeah, they needed a in. tight end, man. Uh, them them scrubs that they had like uh, with right and I Sanctro. Brock Rock Wright,
1: James Mitchell, <laughs> yeah,
0: a bunch of just Jags. So they yeah. needed something. They needed a juice, and they got juice with, with Laporta and the Hendon Hooker, you know. They drafted him. We'll see. I mean, he he got drafted in a range where quarterbacks usually don't really make any type of pay in the league. So it's a really pivotal year for for Jared Goff because I think they were talking extension. uh, Yeah, exactly. So so that's the thing. If they're really gonna, if they're if they're really about that extension, like they were talking like days after the draft, then I mean, Hendon Hooker. I mean, I mean, it's a it's a cool story that you had that one good year tore your AC at the, end of the, at the end of the year college season, and now you're Clipboard Holdings LLC uh, <laughs> employee. Founded so. by Chase Daniel. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, the other thing is that, you know, Jordan Love got a wide receiver in round two, man. Uh, they did it again. You know, they did it last year with, with Christian Watson. They did it this year with with Jaden Reed. I like that pick a lot. No, know Jay Richard. That's Richie. a really good pick. Jay did, uh I know Jay Rich and, and Ray were hyping him up when they were at the Senior Bowl, and then they drafted two tight ends. I mean, those are two really athletic tight ends. I like that pick. Uh, we'll talk about one or both of these tight ends in a you know letter segment, but they definitely are surrounding him with you know some some young weapons. They definitely needed uh, tight ends because they had nothing. Uh, so I think it was a good. Uh, they made good moves offensively for for Jordan Love
1: yeah and one thing that and, and another thing that I um another thing that I uh observed from the draft weekend was Anthony Richardson to the mm. Colts is an absolute smash love that landing spot love landing the landing spot uh and we'll shout out to Ray like he called that he called that shit like months ago uh he was on Anthony Richardson going top five um before before many people were so uh shout out to Ray on that but yeah Anthony Richardson to the Colts he's got Michael Pittman He's got Alec Pierce. He's got Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. They drafted Josh Downs from North Carolina. Uh, They have a pretty good offensive line. He's he is going to he's he's going to he's going to smash. And I think he's going to be I think I think you need to, you know, you target him, target him in your best ball drafts. And he I don't know. He might be a top 12 quarterback in in his rookie year. I don't I don't nobody. I think I think Minshew Mania is dead, you know, whatever, whatever. Exactly. (laughs) Like you have to, you have to start him from day one. Like you
0: have to, you have to. Most athletic quarterback that's ever, ever. graced that the NFL. I mean, it's it's set up nicely. You got the offensive offensive coordinator that that pretty much propelled Jalen Hurts the last two years in your room coaching you up, going to put you in the best position to to succeed in the league. Man, I just like he just. There's no way that well, obviously there is a way for him to fail, but just the potential for him to just smash is just something we haven't I I can't think of the the last time we even even thought about a player like this since Michael Vick and people probably even playing fantasy fantasy football like that. It was more of playing him on Madden and you just just run. So it's crazy. Uh, some of the other quarterback landing spots we got Bryce on the Carolina, CJ Stroud the Houston. That was a surprise, even though it's Shouldn't have really been a surprise, but don't think it should have been a surprise. I, but I just yeah. didn't think I just didn't think because of the the you know the sour taste that his agent had with Deshaun Watson. I just didn't think Houston was going to have the gall to go and get another one of his clients, and they did. So, uh, we've already talked about A. Rich to Indiana uh, Indianapolis. We got Will Levis to Tennessee at the very, pretty much the beginning of the second round, and then yeah. we talked about Hendon Hooker going to Detroit. So.
1: Yeah, Will Levis, like he he was a basically mock to the Titans, like almost almost in every mock, either yeah. Titans or Colts. So he ended up going there anyways, and then and then the the, the the Titans, they I think they picked up an offensive line with their first pick, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that 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 actually was really really helpful. Um, so I mean, we'll see what happens with Will Levis. I know they there's medical concern with his toe toe injuries ain't nothing to play with, especially the quarterback and planting and doing all this, you know, doing all the you know. Movements in the pocket, so we'll we'll see what happens with this toe, and if 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 it was nothing to really concern, you know, be be concerned about. And a lot of teams got stuff wrong, which we see all the time. We see every year that teams yep. get stuff wrong all the time. So maybe yep. this is, we'll see if this is another another case, um, another notch on that belt.
0: Bryce Young, the Carolina, I I prefer Bryce Young in Carolina over CJ Stroud in Houston, just because I think Carolina they have better place they have they have more veterans around this that help Bryce Young. Their offensive line is good. They got the same, you no know, uh they got the same, you know, running scheme. They still have the same uh not the same running scheme, but we saw them last year be very successful running the ball uh the second half of the season. Yeah. Uh, their defense is really good. So I mean they can ease Bryce into it. Uh, they even got John Domingo to tag with them in the second round. So I just think there's a lot of things set up for Bryce Young to, you know, be a little more successful than CJ Stroud in Houston. Where, I mean, his best weapons is like what Damian Pierce, Nico Collins, John Mechie, wherever that is. I know they're hyped up about him this year, uh, recovering from his his you know health scare that he had uh, his rookie year. Bob Bobby Trees. Bobby Trees. He uh, did time, Dalton
1: Schultz. Yeah, so Dalton he, he'll, he'll be he'll be a nice safety blanket for him. Yeah, you
0: know? yeah, but I, I we'll see, man. I just I just like the fit for Bryce Young and Carolina just a little bit better. And I do like too.
1: To... Yeah, also, I also also do too with Bryce Young. I mean, Carolina, I guess they you know they their, their motto for this year is please don't die, right? <laughs> please don't die. Please, <laughs> <We, laughs> like we, we we are not going to kill you this year because a lot of a lot of teams they draft these quarterbacks, um, you know, top of the draft. And they don't really have that much of a plan outside of him, and they just kind of set him up to figure, basically, figure it out. Yeah. Um, but it, at least um, they signed some veterans in free agency with Miles Sanders and, uh, and and DJ Chark and Adam Thielen, hey, uh, and, and Hurst, he a tight end, um, and they and they drafted a, a wide receiver in the second round, until a, a guy to go along with them. So their their receiving core is actually pretty it's, it's pretty underrated, sneaky underrated. So yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like to your point, I do like you know the Bryce Young uh, to Carolina. Uh, fit as well.
0: All right, so let's go ahead and move on and talk about some of the, your biggest winner that you feel from this draft.
1: Oh, I think it's I think it's Jameer Gibbs. Um, he 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 was the most again he was the most surprising pick um, on draft night, and he got the hot you know the most surprising you know the like highest draft capital uh, for a running back at at 12th overall to the Lions to a team that's you know they're they're, they're built they were building the right way, but um, you know this this pick was. You know, through basically positional value out of the window, right? <laughs> um, and you know, on a team that already has a good offensive line, some good skill guys, some good weapons, uh, he's going to be a factor immediately, especially in the passing game. And he's in and he's shooting up draft boards, especially in uh in, in Best Ball Mania Four, which we'll talk about towards the end of the show. But um, he's he's a huge winner from this weekend because nobody expected him to go top fifteen, uh barely even the first barely even mocked in the first round. Yeah. So he got top twelve draft capital. Like that is saying something and this this basically historically we've seen these guys smash in year one or year two almost regularly. Yeah. So we're gonna see a pretty big season from Jameer Gibbs um especially with if the Lions are gonna use him the way that we're anticipating him being used.
0: Yeah if he's even used like DeAndre Swift, he's gonna be he's gonna be no, teetering mid wide receiver to, I mean not wide receiver to running back to possibly re, re, uh, running back one season, is just coming out. So yeah. it'd be very interesting to see. But I mean, this is a great setup for him, especially with Jared Goff, who who is a check down king in terms yeah. of you know utilizing his his running back. So I, I like the fit. For me, I want to go Jordan Addison, man. So with him. He automatically – I think he automatically is their wide receiver two there. You put K.J. Osborne as wide receiver three, who was also – I thought he was pretty good towards the end of the year. But Jordan Addison, a really good route runner, really good at getting open and separating. I think with, you know, Justin Jefferson getting a lot of attention, T.J. Hawkinson getting a lot of attention. You got somebody – a rookie that can come in right away and just smash. He just beat whoever is in front of him and, you know, get busy. Uh, especially with that that throw first offense. So I think for me, I think that landing spot for him, it was, it was just absolutely perfect in a smash for him.
1: Don't think their defense is gonna be that great either. So they'll be pa- no, they'll be they're they're gonna, they're gonna be, be playing catch up. They're gonna be playing catch up again and be forced to throw more. So yeah, this is a perfect, a perfect landing spot for for uh for Jordan Addison. I think he was mocked here pretty regularly. I think is you know, we we did a lot of those draft challenges. I think Jordan Addison, I had him going to Minnesota. Mm. <laughs> you know, you know, out of, out of 31 picks, he was probably like my fifth pick that I got correct. And that yeah. was it yeah. <laughs> across a lot of these draft challenges. It was, a, it was a it was a complete bloodbath. Like a lot of Bruh. these a lot of these picks, I had no idea where these players were gonna go. And at least you at least you had a, at least you thought you had an idea of where they were gonna go and then draft night hits and then it just you know, you, you knew CJ Stroud, you knew Bryce Young. You basically knew B. John Robinson was gonna go to Atlanta.
0: Yeah. Outside of that, you don't know, you didn't know shit else. (laughs) Nah, I didn't know nothing, man. I was out there just, I think I had there was some where I just had two players going to one team because I was like, man, let me just let me just try to sprinkle something with hopefully some lands, and just that didn't even work. So biggest loser for me, I talked about this, kind of I kind of previewed this earlier, but it's the the Musgrave and Tucker craft getting drafted by green Bay, you know, back-to-back rounds. I think this kind of kills them because you got two athletic tight ends, big tight ends, move tight ends. And I mean, there's, I mean, there's no way that, you, that this offense is going to be able to support two. So it's going to be a guessing game, trying to figure out which one is actually going to be, you know, the fantasy hit for you. So it's almost like you can't even, you can't, if you draft one of them, you, it's almost like you can't trust the player because you don't know when to play them. So, for me, I think this is the biggest loser, uh, losers because when it when we saw the draft happen, the amount of tight ends that were just flying off the board, especially in that second round, got a lot of people excited, and we just like, oh damn, we we got we got replenished with some tight ends that could possibly do something in year one or you two for sure. But you know, seeing these two kind of kills, you know, a part of like a quarter of your tight ends that you were interested in potentially drafting is just like. Now it's just a guessing game. It's almost like you you can only draft these players in best ball, and that's it.
1: Yeah, best ball is probably their best bet. Uh, I think I've already drafted a couple of these guys already um, in in some of these best ball mania drafts, which, you know, again, we'll talk about a little bit later. But, you know, staying on the tight end, I mean, you can talk about another loser, Darnell Washington, being drafted by the Steelers. Mm -hmm. Um, He got drafted in the third round, uh, especially when he was rumored to go, you know, Ma- or he was mocked like late first early second at the you know mm-hmm. at, the, at the latest um super athletic but um you know he's probably gonna be a, a, a blocking tight end behind um behind you know pat move. and we wanted him to to, to go to a, a place where he can you know showcase his athleticism a little bit more and I don't think Pittsburgh is gonna be that place. so that's another that's that's a that's a loser. and then we talked about him earlier um you know going shipping back to running backs. Zach Charbonnet, Uh, I think he's a little bit of a loser as well. I mean, even though he's going to a team that likes to run the ball a lot with Pete Carroll and uh, team establish it, but there's you know as long as as Kenneth Walker is alive, there's probably not a realistic path for him to be an RB one in Seattle unless Kenneth Walker gets hurt. But you don't want to you know bank on that, right? So I think that's another another loss or another another loser that we can kind of pinpoint there.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that, man. That Darnell kind of hurt, even though, I mean, there was rumblings that that he could fall, even though there was a lot of people talking about that people wanted to try to get him, you know, the back of the first, early second. But it just sucks to see him, you know, get the, the Steelers. I mean, they'll be able to run the ball better. You know, they invested in getting a, they got a first round offensive lineman, and then they doubled back with, you know, probably the best blocking tight end in the draft. So, uh, I I know this helps. Helps somebody that we're going to talk about later. So let's move on to draft risers, people that dra- uh, that rise after the draft, you know, based on the moves that war- did or did not happen. Who is the first person or first players that you want to talk about?
1: Um, Ramondre Stevenson, Ramondre Stevenson, big riser, Didn't the Patriots didn't draft a running back. Um, so everything, and, and they lost Damian Harris in free agency. All they have all his competition is basically James Robinson, who we don't know what's left of his, uh, you know, Achilles. You know, I know he slowed down, got traded midseason in 2022 um, from the Jacks to the Jets. Um, Rondale Evans, he's gonna he's gonna you know just sleepwalk into another RB one season, um, provided he stays healthy. He's he's got the three down role. He's got the target share. I think his his target share per game was around 17 percent. So he's going to be utilized in the passing game again still. So Ramondre Stevenson is probably one of the bigger winners, uh, bigger risers rather, um, uh, this from, from this draft. And then we can look at Rashad White. Rashad White and Tampa Bay. They didn't draft the running back either. They didn't add to the running back room. Um, and a lot of there were a lot of rumblings where, you know, Tampa Bay could potentially add to the running back room. I think I saw some marks where B. John was gonna go eighteen um to, you know, to the or nineteen to the Buccaneers. That didn't obviously didn't happen went to his NFC South counterpart uh, in Atlanta. So Rashad White is, is very safe. I know they did sign Sean Tucker um, as an undrafted free agent. The only reason he didn't get drafted was because of uh, medicals. But again, they didn't add anything of significance to the running back room. So Rashad White's a winner. And then, of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about my guy, J.K. Dobbins. Right. J.K. Dobbins, huge winner from this uh, from from this draft season or um, uh, coming out of the NFL draft. He did. They, the Ravens didn't add any running backs um, in the draft. So, uh, and it's, you know, he's again, he's year two, a move removed from the ACL tear. Seems like they're pretty confident that he's going to bounce back in a big way. Um, obviously, they have Gus Edwards as his only competition, but you know, that's always been the case. But J.K. Dobbins, when he's healthy, he is a stud, he's a home run hitter, and he's super efficient. I think he's averaging like around five and a half yards per carry for his career. Um, I think he averaged six yards per carry as a rookie. Um, so, and you know we can we can go ahead and throw in Lamar Jackson as another as a as a riser. I mean, look what they look what the Ravens did as soon as he got paid. Man, <laughs> they, dropped the, they dropped the wide receiver in the first round, Jay Flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is probably the best set of weapons Lamar Jackson's ever had um, at his disposal. With you know Jay uh, Flowers going in the first round, Rashad Bateman from last year, provided he stays healthy, they they signed OBJ, Um you know they they also have Mark Andrews and then plus the running backs I just mentioned so Lamar Jackson and J.K. Dobbins tandem risers for me. Hey,
0: none of the, none of that Nelson Aguilar uh, slander. You you forgot about that young man's name? Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So like you said, we had to, I, we didn't even talk about Lamar at the outset of the show. I mean. He just signed a the biggest, he's getting paid the most the most money for a quarterback annually ever in NFL history. Highest paid player ever.
1: Highest paid yeah. player ever. Not just yep, quarterback,
0: player. You're right. 260 over five years, 185 guaranteed, 52 over a little over 52 million uh per year. So
1: Yeah, his 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 agent did a, a phenomenal job. Man. Phenomenal job. Like yeah. that agent
0: deserves a pat on the back. Yep. Pat yep. on the back. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know they kept saying that he was holding out for a fully guaranteed. We kept saying he wasn't gonna get that at this point. Uh, but I mean, this is the closest thing you can get to. I mean, I don't can't be mad at this. So
1: like salu- 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 can, you salu- Matt, can you like just think about this? Like you're just you're having a conversation with your boys, and they you just you just have you just you just slip this in. Hey man, me, me, I just negotiated the biggest contract in NFL history without an agent mm. like that is that is a flex if i've never seen one like right. that is the flex of all flex, the flexiest of flexes right like it's crazy li- just imagine just having that conversation with somebody just if you if you want to shit on someone that's hating on you ever since you came into the league saying you should have been a running back saying you should have done this saying you should have done that just tell them look I just negotiated the biggest contract ever without an agent. Bruh. How about that? How about Suck on that?
0: Exactly. Good 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 for Lamar Jackson. Bruh. Good for
1: Lamar Jackson.
0: Right. It's 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 amazing, man. And I'm happy to finally, you know, finally we get to this point where he he gets his money, man. Well it's deserved. He deserves. Yes. Well deserved. All right, for me, risers, Nick Chubb, obvious, man. They don't have Cream Hunt. They didn't bring anybody notable. They still got what Jerome Ford and what what uh Felton, who was like Felton, a tweener. Man. And that's pretty much it. So maybe this is the season finally. They just ride him out, you know, in terms ride of getting all the carries, there. you know, get even more involved in the passing game. Uh, I expect very big things for Nick Chubb, man. There's nothing in his way to, you know, just completely smash. The next running back I want to talk about is, is actually uh I don't think anybody's really talked about this was uh Najee Harris, man. So like I said earlier, they added uh uh O line, O line in the first round. They added D- uh, uh Darnell Washington in the third round, who's like I said before, uh, a freak tight end that like best blocking tight end in, in the draft. Uh you get another year in the system, you get another year with Kenny Pickett. I think those things combined, you know, they added a couple of o- linemen in the, in the off season too from free agency. I think with all those combined, I think Najee Harris is, gets a little boost. They didn't draft a running back, so the only person really behind him is is, uh, is Warren, and not, nobody's worried about him. So I think hey, hey don't disrespect Jaylen Warren. <laughs> Don't disrespect Jay Lamar now. I know why you're saying that because I saw oh, yeah, you, you pick him. Up. I know exactly why, but that, I that's, kind of, that's not even why.
1: But I, I've actually been targeting him in baseball too. So
0: okay, um, I don't blame you. I don't blame nice. you. Um, but I know with all those things combined, I, I, I believe we can finally see Najee Harris at least get over four yards per carry, which he <laughs> has not done, which is crazy. He has not done in his career. So I, I do expect him to, you know, be better this year in terms of you know fantasy output. Um, and then the other two uh, running backs I want to hit on real quick is Damian Pierce, who also didn't nobody drafted. The person behind him is uh, Devin Singletary. Who cares? He's, he's just a guy. Yeah, uh, small, so think, small, and slow. Yeah. So I believe if if Damian Harris is Damian Pierce is healthy, then he should get everything that he desires in terms of touches in the backfield with a rookie quarterback and mm-hmm. a uh, what looks like is going to be a pretty decent defense. And then also Cam Akers. Cam Akers, they only they don't really have nobody behind him either. They drafted Zach Evans in the what six round, round? six round. I mean, that I mean that's just a guy type of uh, draft uh, drafting right there. So, uh, and we saw how uh, we saw how Cam Akers ended the season last year. I think he was what RB two the last what six weeks of the season. Yeah, uh, with he was, with the work he was that smashing. he did. Yeah, he was smashing. So with all those things combined for him. Uh, with a bad defense that's going to be coming up for the Rams also. So he should get a lot of opportunity to, to be involved in the pass game in turn, and in terms of you know running the ball. So I believe he should have a really good season also, or at least have a lot of touches to have a good season. A lot of
1: opportunity, yep.
0: Yep. And then the last person we've already talked about already is Jordan Love. That We've seen the Packers commit to him for two years. He got added some young weapons on top of having Christian Watson there. So I think – and then you got – you got uh, Aaron Jones there, and then you got AJ Dillon. So I think all those things combined for him. I think he's obviously a rouser. Also with Aaron he's, Rodgers, he's, he's
1: set up, up pretty well. He set up yeah. pretty well. I mean, I think, um, but just on paper, I mean, that offense looks pretty, pretty for, uh, formidable uh, to to make some noise in the NFC North. I mean, maybe they not, maybe they challenge for the division division crown against first versus Detroit. Um, I don't know. I mean, that maybe. That, that offense looks. I mean, the more and more you look at it. Yeah, Aaron yeah. Jones, AJ Dillon, and then Christian Watson, who's hyper efficient. Um, uh, you know, we got Romeo Dobbs, who had some good moments last year, and they j- drafted Jaden Reed. Um, and then they those two tight ends, both athletic, and basically they're gonna play a lot of a lot of uh you know 12 personnel. So, I mean, I'm just saying, like, that that team doesn't look too too bad too shabby on offense yeah it's not if, too shabby at all jordan love can show that he's worth a damn yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. The, that's the only that's the only if big if. <laughs> what's up everybody it's ike from off the line fantasy football i'm excited to announce that destination Devi is partnering with underdog fantasy for the 2023 season there's no better way to put your skills to the test against me and other top fantasy football analysts this off season but here's the best part. If you use promo code OTLF, when signing up, you'll get a 100% deposit match of up to $100. And if you deposit ten dollars, you'll get access to strategize with us in the destination Devi Discord. Now why is this important? You get additional stats, additional tips, and much more to dominate your drafts. And plus and you know we got all the information we got all of the edu
0: for you. So what are you waiting for?
1: Head over to underdogfantasy.com, sign up,
0: and let's make this season one for the books. All right, so we we talked about risers, we got to talk about followers. I, who is your follower from the draft?
1: Um, I, I would. It's not much of a follower for me, but it's a follower nonetheless. Rashad Bateman, Rashad Bateman. Um, this, you know, the Zay, Zay Flowers going twenty second overall. He's gonna be. I think. I think he's gonna be in the slot a lot, right? Um, if I'm not mistaken. He might play yeah, I, would, slot. I
0: would assume he'd be in a slot.
1: Um, and then obviously they signed Od- Odell Beckham um earlier um in the offseason. So he, he's 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 a follower. I mean, you know, we we talked about uh you know bit, you know Bateman earlier in the show. I mean, you can stay healthy, we we'll see what happens. But um yeah, he's 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 definitely a follower. I mean he's uh, there's gonna be a lot of targets. Um, you know, take it from him. Um and and we'll talk about, you know. Where the where the Ravens wide receivers are going in Best Ball, I think it's very very intriguing. You may not know this, so we'll we'll, we'll save that for the end of the show. Um, but yeah, I think Rashad Bateman's is is, is a
0: slight follower, not too much of a follower, but he's a, a follower nonetheless. I know we talked about this pre-show for for my follower, so now I can really explain why I put him here. All right, so my follower was James Cook. So the only reason. Why well, I said faller, not like somebody that's just like falling from like the seventh or eighth round all the way to 13th, but maybe a slight bump from like, you know, halfway through the eighth round to maybe halfway through the ninth round. The only reason why I'm saying this is because, granted, they've lost, what, two, almost 200 carries with you no know, with no Zach Moss on the roster, no Devin Singletary on the roster, Naheem Hines was nothing on the roster in terms of, you know, carries-wise. And you bring in Latavius Murray for whatever reason, and then Damian Harris, who are two guys that are just grinders, like they just grind the ball. So I, I think it takes away from the potential that James Cook could have added in terms of carrying the ball from, you know, 89 carries to maybe like 125, 150 carries. I think adding those two players specifically uh, t- kind of takes away from that. Um, so we're going to need him to be, you know, hyper-efficient in terms of pa- uh, the passing game work because we already know that, you know, Josh Allen does not pass the ball to his running backs at all. So that's the only reason. It's not saying that I won't, won't draft him. It's just, like, maybe my exposure to him might be a little less because of, you know, those added, the added factor with now two grinders in that backfield uh, who I believe they're going to use once they get especially near the goal line. So... That's the only reason why I had them as a follower. So I know, go ahead, Ike. I know you had a rebuttal. Go ahead. Uh, well,
1: I r- disagree, first of all. Let's, let's get that out of the way. Completely <laughs> yeah. disagree. A world where Latavius Murray, 33-year-old Latavius Murray, becomes a threat to a 23-year-old running back who was super efficient last year, who has second-round draft capital, and who the Bills could not cannot stop talking up they didn't draft a running back in the first five rounds of the draft. You're right, you did, didn't. So if anything, he should be on the risers list because of that. Yes, they signed Latavius Murray to a one year deal, but again, he's 33, and last year he wasn't very good. He was not very efficient on on a yards per touch, yards per carry, you know, broken tackles. You name it, Latavius Murray showed every bit of being a, a, a running back that's basically over the hill as as it can get. So this this move does not move the needle for me. This the, the signing does not move the needle for me, and I think James Cook is more a more of a riser than anything. Again, like he was number one in breakaway run rate last year, 11th in the yards per route run, and this was you know him splitting carries with with Devin Singletary, who's again a small a small slow running back that does, that's not very explosive, right? So, um, but yeah. Damien Harris, I I will give you a little Damien Harris because again that the, the plan for Buffalo was always to sign a running back, a big bodied running back, and they did that mm-hmm. with Damien Harris. Yeah. So him, you know, Damian Harris and Latavius Murray are basically redundant assets. They're gonna be eating off, they're gonna be cannibalizing each other, not James Cook. And most of what what most of what we love about James Cook is his uh, his passing game usage. And whenever he does get the ball, he's efficient with it. And so we don't care what happens with Latavius Murray. We don't care about what happens with Damian Harris. We we we, we kind of had all of that baked in whenever we are targeting James Cook. And so I don't think that, again, a world where Latavius Murray is going to be a threat to James Cook, get the hell out of here, please.
0: Yeah. Of here. <laughs> now, the only other thing I want to add is just that the Naheem Hines. So... It was weird when we, we it was weird when we saw him get traded there and it was even more weird that they didn't even use him or utilize him in the, the one skill set that we all loved which is used in the passing game I don't know if in the offseason, before we get ready for the season if they're gonna figure something out and how to get him more usage in the passing game or not I just want to just put that out there that that could potentially be a factor I'm not sure how much but um but yeah I mean he's on the roster and he's getting paid a lot more money than you would you would think he should get paid. So just want well, to put that out there too. So if you
1: and if you remember, um, we we kind of talked about this, you know, many many shows ago. I can't remember what show specifically, but the new like drafting a running back in the second round is now the equivalent of drafting or running back in the first round. You're right? right. It's high investment on a guy that if if they didn't have plans for James Cook. A lot of these things would be very worrisome. I, I would agree yeah. with you, but if he he has that draft, cap. James. Let's say James Cook was a fourth round pick, in twenty twenty two, as opposed to a second round pick.
0: Oh, we'd be talking about him. We
1: wouldn't be we wouldn't be having this conversation exactly.
0: Yeah, but the
1: fact that he's a second rounder, the Bills are going to do some do some things with him in twenty twenty three. I'm I and I will be along for the ride. You can okay. you can
0: hop off the track. Oh no, I never said. come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> I just said I just said my exposure won't be as high as I want it to be because of these potential factors. But okay. I mean he should he should get more than he should be able to you know do a little more work this year. Just you know, the Bills, man, you know Josh Allen don't like throwing that ball to to his running back. So we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully they get his mind right and, and let him you know use some of these weapons in the backfield. We can we uh, can hope. The, uh, we can hope. Yep. And the last running back I want to talk about real quick is just Khalil Herbert. I just think I know we're hearing the reports. They we saw him. They saw we saw them draft Rashawn, uh Rashawn Johnson. They're already talking about h- him potentially being the starter running back from from when they start the season, which is which is crazy to me. Uh, but they're definitely going to be battling with with Khalil Herbert and uh, Deontay Foreman, who they just signed for a one year deal. This regime did not draft Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert has availability issues, so. You bake all those things. It can be bumpy for Khalil Harbor owners. So, it's it's like the Spider Man meme for those. at backfield.
1: They're Bruh. basically gonna give you the same thing. All Bruh. three of them. All of them. All of them.
0: You got anybody else before we move on?
1: No, I mean the, those are the guys. I mean that that Rashad Bait was probably the only guy that I I could really pinpoint as a, like a, like an actual follower. Follower, and then uh, we talked about some of our you know. Losers from the draft, you know, yeah. uh, you know, Zach Charbonnet and Darnell Washington. So those are, those are the main ones that I could really, you know, kind of really zero in and on
0: best ball mania Four, man. We saw them drop, drop this, uh, tournament on Saturday in the middle of, the, uh, right at, in the evening, right after the draft ended right after the draft. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you saw people already hopping in. I think they're like at 3% right now. So it's going to probably, it's probably going to feel probably by mid to late summer, right before the season starts. So, we yeah. wanted to just, you know, kind of introduce it, you know, our, our observations slash takeaways that we've seen so far in the midst of us, you know, dabbling in some of the drafts. And, you know, we just go from there. So Ike, what you got, what do you want to talk about, man?
1: Yeah, just just real quick, just a brief overview. Um, Best Ball Mania Four is just eighteen roster spots. So you start quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a flex. Um, I think that's just and a tight and obviously a tight end. Can't forget about the tight end. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: tight
1: end. Um, but the regular season is very, very important now. Thirty-three percent, which is five million of the prize pool, goes to teams in the regular season, and then you get ten million for the fantasy playoffs, which is basically week seventeen. Uh, so the top one thousand teams will receive their cash
0: money. About time, uh, man.
1: Yeah. So week seventeen matters because hey, that's where you made money. So if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna do max entries. Take your time. I mean, it's only May 3rd, 2023. Um, there's a lot of, uh, there's still a lot of data points out there. There's still a lot of news out there. Things can change between now and this, the, the beginning of the season. Um, hell, the NFL schedule hasn't been released yet. Yep. So, um, you know, just just chill, right? Just chill for now. I mean, you can, you can obviously dabble here and there and mine value where you can, but... Hey, uh, there's we we it's it's a marathon, not a sprint.
0: Yep, yep. And I will say the first thing, first bullet point you pointed out was the 18 roster spots, which is different from the other two tournaments they've had going on during this off season, which was 20. So you gotta be mindful in terms of how you utilize your your roster, your roster space, your roster construction for sure. So I know some some teams have you know wanted to draft like three three four quarterbacks. You want to go probably three at most. Two for sure. Um, you got to conserve space for, for you know your your main roster spots, which is your running backs and wide receivers. So it just depends on the build that you have, uh, but you want to make sure that you are utilizing your roster space correctly. Yeah. Um, what else? What else about this tournament? Like you said, regular season doesn't matter in previous tournaments, like you know the Baseball Mania Three. You only got paid for Week Seventeen, so a lot of people constructed the rosters hoping that. Certain players would be available for that week that could smash. So I know a lot of people use some of those players. Well, I mean, like for even for you, you had like somebody like Tyler Azier who you didn't even think about that would be such a factor towards the end of the season that, no, he smashed. I mean, they they leaned in running the ball and they trusted him the most, him as a rookie. So it's just cool to keep in mind that, like, hey, you can build your rosters, keeping whatever uh, week 17 in mind, but you can also now. Build some of your rosters where you don't have to you know, fully focus on making it to that point. You can focus on how can I, you know, carry on the first what twelve, twelve, thirteen weeks of the season and yeah. you know, make some money for the regular season. So that's a good wrinkle that they added there.
1: Um but now so, so some 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 observations about you know some of the players that are kind of going currently going off the board where they're going. Um uh, starting with the rookies, B. John Robinson, he's the RB2 behind surprised. Chris McCaffrey. Behind not Christian the, McCaffrey, ahead of Jonathan Taylor, ahead of Saquon Barkley, ahead of Austin Eckler. That B. John Robinson hype is real. Um, I'll I'll obviously I'll have some exposure to B. John Robinson, um, but not too much because I don't want to be go I don't want to go go out completely over my skis. Tyler Algier is still a pretty talented running back. He still had a thousand yards last year. The Falcons are still gonna run the ball a lot, and both of them are gonna be I mean, at least, at least, at least this year they'll be sharing carries. Um, I don't think Tyler Algier is going to completely go away. Jameer Gibbs, he's going RB fifteen, going RB fifteen. Currently ahead of Aaron Jones, Miles Sanders, Dalvin Cook, J.K. Dobbins, uh, DeAndre Swift, and Damian Pierce, um, and that's you know roughly, roughly like around the fortieth pick. Um, mm-hmm. I think I saw him go. I've I've done about three or four drafts so far. I think I've seen him go as high as 34th overall. So that's about the you know, the top of the third round.
0: Yeah, uh, third, yeah.
1: Yeah, middle of the third round. So um Oof. so yeah, I know that <laughs> they are <laughs> <laughs> know. yeah, my my thoughts exactly. Doug,
0: come my, on, man. My thoughts exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's 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 getting real out here right out here, right out the right out the shoot, right out the shoot. Um, but and as for and as for wide receivers, uh JSN is obviously the top um uh, he is, is going the highest. He's going at wide receiver twenty nine, so it's about fifty ninth overall. And then behind him, uh about you know, about thirty spots, you know, twenty twenty plus spots after that, twenty five spots after that is Jordan Addison at wide receiver forty. Um, what do you so
0: think about that?
1: I think that's backwards. And I think yeah. Jordan Addison's the okay. value. Yeah. I think that's uh, because J- JSN is a good is is a good dynasty play, but in redraft in best ball in 2023, give me give me all the Jordan Addison over bro, JSN.
0: The end of the fifth round, you Jordan, you're drafting J- uh, JSN. Nah, give me, bro. Give me
1: Jordan. Give me Jordan Addison. Like nah, right bro. now, over JSN for for 2023. Nah, bro. Because the, the like the landing spot is is especially immediately. It's going to be he's going to smash into the wide receiver two spot. Whereas you know people want to. People want to talk themselves into Tyler Lockett being older, but Tyler Lockett continues to produce year in and year out. And right. D.K. Metcalf is a freak. So Jason is a really, really talented dude, but he can't I don't I don't see him making more of an impact than Jordan Addison in, in year one. Um and then uh to to kind of round that off, uh the Ravens wide receivers. So this is pretty interesting. They're all going in the same range, like literally back to back to back. All three of them, wide receiver forty-seven, wide receiver forty-eight, and wide receiver forty-nine, mm. and it's 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 Odell Beckham, Zay Flowers, and Rashad Bateman in that order. So Rashad Bateman's the cheapest guy, but is he really? I mean, is he really that cheap? I mean, that's that's around pick like one o. The pick range is around like one o two to like 106, 107.
0: So, so midnight.
1: Yeah, mid ninth round. So they're both going they're all going in the same range. Um so it just basically take your pick. Whoever yeah. you want, whoever, you know, the Lamar Jackson is going in the fourth round, usually fourth, fifth round, and then you take your pick of what whichever receiver you want to stack them with, right? You want to stack them with Zay? Cool. You want to stack them with OBJ? Cool. Stack them with Bateman. Cool. All right. So I, that's that's kind of where some of those guys are going, you know, as far as it, it's it's pretty interesting, it's early. Right. I mean, things can obviously change and shift, especially with mini camps, especially with training camps, who's going to, who's performing well. um, And you also have to factor in potentially potential injuries that could move things, uh, shift things around a little bit as well. So there's a lot of factors still, um, still, um, still out there and waiting for us. Um, And then the final note that I'll make about some of these ADP observations uh, Kenneth Walker is going at RB13, whereas before, um, you know, before the before the NFL draft, he was going RB5, RB six. Yep. And so there, there's a lot of people that are kind of a little bit they're a little bit cautious because of Zach Charbonnet. Um because of the, the Zach Charbonnet pick, and they should be, right? They're both gonna I mean this is this is not a good situation for either of them, right? So it's not a good situation for Kenneth Walker because it's, he's gonna he has Zach Charbonnet's competition. It's not a good uh landing spot for Zach Charbonnet because there's not a path for him to be an RB one. Uh yep. you know, there's a, a very slim one at that. So um those are just a couple things that I that that I kind of noticed and I kind of uh you know pinpointed uh from my early my early drafts. Again, I've only done like three or four of them, but these are things that that kind of stood out to me already.
0: Yeah, i I'm in so like we talked before, uh before the season uh the show started, I'm in I'm in I've done I'm in the midst of seven drafts, I've I've completed two. I'm in five slow drafts. I want to kind of slow play you know, up until we get this uh, NFL schedule next week, the end of next week. So I know just a couple of things I've seen. Like you said, a couple of the drafts I've seen, I've seen Bijan go second, the second RB, uh, or he'll be the third RB. So Jonathan Taylor hops in front of him. Regardless, he's going, he's going top 12. Like he's not leaving the first round. <sighs> I mean – I don't know man like you don't know what you don't I know Atlanta's going to run the ball a lot cuz we saw him do it but it's not like they still don't got weapons that they got to throw to man so I don't I don't know yeah. if I could take Bijan over over Saquon bro like I don't over JT I
1: I, 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 yeah. I don't think I don't think I could take him over JT uh, especially with Anthony Richardson there I don't think I could do that
0: but I don't, yeah it's it's crazy man I don't know about that one but like you said like Some of these rookie running backs like uh, Jameer Gibbs going in the middle of the fourth. That's that's uh, that's too rich for me, man, especially. (laughs) I mean, if we're going to go by like what we saw last year, then David Montgomery is going to get a lot of opportunities, bro. It's not like he can't catch the ball either. So what we like, what we doing? He's
1: he's actually an upgrade over Jamal Williams.
0: Yeah. So what we doing? Why are we why am I drafting the the potential 40 percenter in the middle of the fourth while you got? Another guy that's at least a forty percenter, he's going like with well, four rounds later. Like, why would I take Jameer when I could take David Montgomery? So, but this is but Jameer, where this is. Hey, the draft
1: capital though. He did, he got, like, he did get
0: that draft capital. He came crazy. tonight. But this is goes back to what you said. Like, you could dabble. You dabble early. You get some of the value. Like, you know, you're going through r- rookie fever right now, and people are just trying to go crazy on some of these rookies and overdraft them.
1: They just want can, them. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. He went to Detroit.
0: Ooh, yeah, push the button. yeah. exactly exactly so like for me like some of these players like you got what Najee Harris going right before Jameer Gibbs uh, you know Kenneth Walker it, it's tough the Kenneth Walker thing is tough man but like, hey say, that, means,
1: that means he's going he's, he's going at a little bit of a discount now right I mean yeah uh, maybe maybe it's so maybe maybe this panic that people are having people can take it you know certain certain folks certain drafters can take
0: advantage yeah
1: you know so RB, who, Dean from r b six
0: so one player who's one player that you've been able to you know some of the the couple of jeff you've done so far you know past like eight or nine tenth round somewhere around there who you've been like damn he's here i'm glad I got him this is a this is a good pick you're gonna you're gonna laugh
1: at this at this one but the one guy that i've i've seen a couple times pop up pretty late that i've able i've been able to get it's Michael Gallup, and I'll tell you why. Huh. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why. Okay. <laughs> the, what did the Dallas Cowboys do in the draft? They didn't draft a single wide receiver until round seven. They did trade for Brandon Cooks in the offseason, and there's been talk about Michael Gallup. You know, they're, they're, They've been working with Michael Gallup and trying to get him back to form. They, tr- mm-hmm. they trust they can get back, get back to form. You know, He was rusty off the ACL. Almost at the end of every draft, I see him available. And I just pressed the button because in best ball, what do you have to lose? Right? Mm -hmm. He's going to have spike weeks. Like he's going to have some spike weeks, provided, you know, he's, he comes back and, and, and comes back to some sort of usable form. Cause, you know, we, you and I, we were really hard on him and we slandered him and we, you know, uh, criticized his play, you know, him, him not being on the same page with Dak and him running bad routes and him, you know, not, not being, you know, consistent last year. But, you know, taking a shot at him in, like, round 13, round 12, round 14, it's not the worst thing in the world. And I've seen him available, you know, countless times. And him and in, in, in best ball, I mean, these are these are, these are are some of the guys you take chances on. So, yeah. Michael Galb is one guy that kind of stands out. That's, he's just been hovering around, <laughs> hanging around there just being available. Yeah. And yeah. then another guy, and just real quick, another guy is, uh, is Alec Pierce another another guy he's got he's got some upside he's got some wheels and he's got a quarterback that can can launch that bitch right yeah so um alec pierce is another guy that i've been seeing quite a bit uh in late in drafts and then lastly uh jalen warren jalen warren uh he's he's another guy you know whenever you're you're trying to round out your running back room you know he's he'll, he'll he can he can maybe step in and you know, you talked about the upgrades that, that, that Pittsburgh did uh this offseason. They 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 drafted or they, they drafted an offensive lineman, they drafted Darnell Washington, they got some linemen in the offseason. This c- helps Najee Harris and it helps Jalen Warren. Cause Jalen Warren showed some flashes that he can be a pretty good player um uh, whenever he gets the ball in his hands. He's yeah. so that's just another thing to kind of keep in mind. But those are three guys that I've been seeing kind of late in drafts that, you know, they they're pretty attainable and they're pretty cheap.
0: I can get with all those, man. It makes it makes a lot of sense. Um, for me, one person, well, one player that I'm surprised that he's going above his counterpart, which is D- Duncan Kincaid, is going like three years, three rounds of in front of Dawson Knox. I'm just like, what? Why is? Wait, he's going rounds ahead of Dawson Knox? Yes, yeah, he's going eleventh round, and I'm seeing Dawson Knox go 14th. I'm trying to figure out, am I missing something? That should like, be right, bro. Uh, there's there's like three drafts I'm in. I'm looking at, and all of them, Dolan Kincaid is going eleventh round, Dawson Knox fourteenth round, fifteenth round. Yeah, it's crazy. It don't, <laughs> what? Yeah, man, bro. You can't make this stuff up, man. This, to me, that makes zero sense. Zero. That is that's yeah. that's
1: crazy to me. I
0: understand that they drafted Kincaid with high capital, but they already barely throw to the tight end, and they just paid Dawson Knox a lot of money. Why am I gonna be drafting the rookie in front of this dude? I don't know, man. This is like you said; they see a rookie, they press a rookie. So cool,
1: Yeah, Rookie fever is 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 alive and well. Yeah, Jesus.
0: So the player that I've been hitting the accept button on around the twelfth, end of the eleventh, mid twelfth, beginning of thirteenth, Antonio Gibson, man. You got the new. You got right. You got the. That's right. You got the new, That's co- right. <laughs> you got the new coordinator. And be enemy. They're going to be throwing the ball. You gotta, you're probably gonna have to if it's not the rook, if it's not the second year playing, Sam Howell, you got Brissett. Brissett is a check down artist. Your best passing weapon in your backfield is Antonio Gibson. Sign me up, man. Sign that's, me up. That's what sign I'm saying.
1: Up. That's sign what I'm up. saying. Antonio is another guy that I've been wanting to get too. So 12th we are we round. are in lockstep, we are in lockstep.
0: 12th round, sign we me we up, are bro. In lockstep.
1: Yeah, and he's And he's only going to get more expensive as the offseason goes because, you know, if you're if you're and this is like kind of the benefit of doing some of these drafts now this early. um, So you can mine that value. Antonio Gibson, a lot of a lot of people aren't talking about him right now, but because they have that they have that sour taste in their mouths and they saw that he got beat out by uh, by Brian Robinson last season, which I I still to this day don't understand. (laughs) Um but yeah, Antonio, Antonio Gibson man, that that's that's, yeah. Sign he's in his final years in the contract year, new coordinator. let's hey, let's go.
0: let's go. Yeah, let's go. Sign me up, bro. That's the only one I, I can just point out to me. I mean, you you talked on a couple that that I liked that I also noted, so
1: sign up for Underdog Fantasy, use our code, OTLFF, 100 percent deposit matchup up to 100 dollars. do that. Do that.
0: What what Ike said, do that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> on that note, we are at the end of the show. Make sure y'all tap into the All Gas Newsletter. It drops every Friday at 7 a.m. You can find it on Destination Devi on Twitter or you can find it retweeted by any of any of us that's under Destination Devi on Twitter. You'll just see it anywhere. Of course, you can follow our official Twitter handle at OffTheLineFF follow Ike on Twitter at just underscore Ike 9 or follow me on Twitter at fantasy jeans that's G-E-N-E-S man I don't got nothing else Ike man are you good you you got anything you want to talk on before we get up out of here
1: man just continue to continue to uh, sign up for underdog and, and pound these best ball drafts and and uh you know sh- shake some shit up in y'all's you know, dynasty leagues
0: on that note we may or may not do a live draft next week but if we do Make sure you tap into that. Otherwise, y'all be safe and, you know, get nasty in your dynasty uh, rookie drafts that are coming up now or or in the next couple of weeks. So, y'all be safe. Peace out.